evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of True Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. We're back. <laughs> Tonight's guest, Mickey Karpovich, returns for another season of True Detective. Bobcast. Dog, it feels so good to be back talking about True Detective. It's a show we both love. We were heavily influenced by in 2014. The Rustin Cole, Marty Hart saga. Marty. So, I mean, that show hit us hard. And then 2015, we had the Vince Vaughn three protagonist. Ugh, that season was a mess. <clears throat> Bezzarides, though. Bezzarides, yeah. Um, so it's been like a gap in time, 16, 17, I guess three years since we've had the season of True Detective. Yeah, it's good to be back in the lounge. Yeah, yeah. So the episode dropped out. We haven't spoken about it. We both watched it separately. I'm just going to get right into it. First episode, loved it. Yeah, I remember. You know, it just had such flair for the... I mean, many people are criticizing, I guess, that it is similar to season one with the story beats. But I do like the three timelines. And I especially like the characters Wayne Hayes, a.k.a. Purple Hayes. <laughs> Purple Hayes in my mind. And uh, Roland West, is that a call out to season two being filmed on the West Coast? I, I, I don't know. Um... And then also the character Roland West, as portrayed by the 45-year-old Stephen Dorff. <laughs> Yo, I thought that he um, was the spokesperson for Blue Cigarettes, man. He looks like he, he is smoking cigarettes in this. He looks a little older. I remember back in 2004, I gave him a copy of Everything Else, the most creative mixtape, uh, a little thing I made. <laughs> and uh, he, I was working the door at a club and he came in and I gave him a copy and he goes what do you want me to do with this I said listen to it he's like all right so that's my Steve Dorf connection but yeah it was uh it was interesting to get thrown back in the true detective world we had some uh, technical possibilities but I'm back yeah hey, I'm back yeah I like the two characters man especially I'm gonna mess his name up so let me focus Mahershala Ali. <laughs> Yo, I've been practicing my Mahershala Ali. Yeah, all day. Mahershala. All day. I was just going to go with Mur Ali. But uh, his character, Purple Haze, I love it. I love uh, everything about him. I love how he is into pop culture. He likes Batman and Silver Surfer. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> and uh, also, the Star Wars thing, you know, he's like, vroom, vroom, and he's making the lightsaber noise. Yeah, for that So I thought that was pretty cool, you know? But um, just the tone right off the bat. So true, detective. Yeah, it's super true. I got to say, though, uh, it's missing Carrie as a director. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? He just totally turned it out. Go ahead and attempt to uh, say his last name. <laughs> Fukunaja. Fukunaja. I used to pronounce that with a little racial connotation, but I'm not going to do that this year. <laughs> But yeah, the, our story automatically starts on the day that Steve McQueen dies. Yeah, Friday, November 7th, 1980. You Terrence, know what, though? Uh, I, I did a little fact-checking, and November 22nd, 1980 was actually the full moon that year. Really? Yeah, so I don't know if that's like uh, known or anyone's talked about that, but if that somehow ties into his memory loss and the whole memory theme, right? Yeah, the dementia theme. Uh, I just want to read this real quick about Steve McQueen. Mm -hmm. Already, like, mentioning his name 
I think like sets the tone for the series. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing about him. See, uh, Steve McQueen, he was an American actor and he was called the king of cool and his anti-hero persona at the height of counterculture in the 1960s made him a top box office straw. The fact that he was the king of cool, like Nick P- <laughs> Nick Pizza Pizzolatto. Oh yeah, he's Dude, the coolest. Nick. Nick. Nick, this is what you do really well. You make cigarettes, booze, hard life, strippers, murder. It, it's all. It, it, what's wrong with you? What's what's going on? True. <laughs> I gotta mention something here on the True Bobcast. Hmm. Welcome back, man. It's been a while. Yo, good to be back. I got my uh, a little wet behind the ears after all these years. You're a little whippersnapper. <laughs> a little greenhorn. But yeah, Steve McQueen, I love that, you know, and I love how we are immediately introduced to three structural time periods. When he was 35, 45, and 75. I don't recall uh, how many... T- yeah, there was three timelines as well as in season one. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was great to bounce back and forth, and I know Nick, our friend, talked about a temporal theme running through this season. What's up with Nick, man? I can't find any information on him as well. Yeah, no, he was like He's a bartender. He's not married. I mean, like, he doesn't have any, you know. He was like a bartender in Louisiana. He's got something going on. And he on. wrote the first True Detective book, and that's why it was such a magnum opus, because it was his life's work. I read today that he was like, uh, I was writing a story a story about a detective losing his mind, and then I realized it was an episode of True, true Detective. Okay. He can't write anything but True Detective. <laughs> anything that he writes just screams true. Noir. Truth. But yeah, I love the setting. I love the 1980s, obviously. I love like the setup of the purple Volkswagen and the, the two uh, young kids that go missing. Yeah, what? Will and Julie, they left the house at 4 p.m. The older kids messing with their bike. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I quickly noticed that the VW, the purple VW bug, uh, synonymous with our lead character, Wayne Hayes, his nickname's Purple. Yeah, I was thinking that, you know, season one, the color was yellow, as oh, in the yellow king. Season two, I guess it was red, as in blood. Yeah, but... I don't think there was a color theme, but this one, definitely. Purple Volkswagen, Purple Haze. Mm. You know what I mean? Making the connections with them. Yeah, Pizza, I, I forgot the... <laughs> I forgot the color connection, but... The, yeah, right, right, that's a right theme. True. There's so much going on. I mean, we're still talking about the first episode. It was a two-episode yeah. premiere this I, I think time. they just announced that, too, like two days before the premiere. I don't think it was like, hey, we're going to have two hours of True Detective. It's just like, it's two hours, and we're going to command your life. You got to watch it. Yeah, I uh, signed up for a free trial of HBO Now to watch it this time. Oh, they got you. It's wow. amazing that they give away something for free just by an email. Like, you're going to watch the premiere of a well-regarded show just through email. Oh, man. That, that's a whole other topic for another Bobcast. Let's focus on the truth. Yeah, the truth aspect <laughs> of it is Purple Haze, man. I love watching them. Love watching Detective Haze. Yeah, it definitely grows on me. Uh, halfway through the first episode, I wasn't invested in anybody. But then by the end, you know, I was getting closer. And once we like get into the second episode, I'll reveal why I became more invested. Yeah, with Haze, I really, I dig how we're slowly finding things out about him, you know. But as far as like the, the tone... Whoa, what was that? Whoa. Did you hear that? Yeah, I banged the equipment. Oh, you did? Oh, man, that sounded like... 
<laughs> the chamber doors slamming. The chamber doors slam shut. But the tone of like, you know, the struggle of men. Like Nick always like likes to like have the men in his story struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these and, guys are haunted. Yeah, and all the women like hard, you know? He's really just like, he's got something going on with him where he's just really pissed off. He's just got that noir darkness. That's a good uh, subtitle for this podcast. <laughs> noir darkness. You are darkness is oh, your friend. What about the Mustang in the beginning? Did you catch that old beat up Mustang in the road? Yeah, I did. Yeah. What's up with that? I don't know. The trash man, trash man coming down. He's like, I, I got PTSD. <laughs> yeah, the trash man. My first note about the Indian junk man was that he's too obvious. But his name? What is his name? Wood, water, watered. It's got to mean something. See, I'm looking at this whole show with these eagle eyes after yeah. all these years and thinking everything's a clue, thinking everything's going to lead somewhere. Um, but I don't know, you know. Again, the first episode really just opened up. Yeah. The, the, our introduction back to the can of worms. The second episode really answered the open air, unspoken questions in my yeah. book. But let's... Uh, Let's let's talk about their actual investigation. Wayne Hayes nicknames Purple, but what about that burnout kid, Freddie Burns? Freddie Burns, aka Freddy Krueger. Oh, mm-hmm. I see the connection you're making there. I don't know. I'm just nuts with it. Did he have a mullet though? I think he did have a mullet <laughs> turned up. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I mean, the note I have here is is Pizzolatto married? Could a man like this be married? I don't know. I don't think so. You know. But um, I like the setup too. I like the Volkswagen going to the Devil's Den. Devil's Den. Remind me of uh, Devil's Pool for us here in the Philadelphia region, suburban area. A lot of personal connections I've noticed throughout. It's like it delves. What's my note here? It's like the story pierces into our lives. Yes, it does. With like a sharp knife in the pocket. But that's what good art does. It, It makes whoever's viewing it. It, it, it resonates with whoever's viewing it. And that's, that's definitely what this is doing. Um, the parents, I mean, what a mess, you know? Like we're introduced to the father guy, Tom, the, the guy that's the auto mechanic, and he's like, be home by 5.30. Yeah, he's- and Then it gets to be putting on past seven, probably, and he's like, oh my kids, and he's he's walking down the street, and he's like, oh my God. That guy's a good actor. You know what I also found in this episode of uh, True Detective? A connection to the Justice League. Um, Go on. Mahershala's uh, character, Wayne Hayes, his son, is played by Ray Fisher, who's also Cyborg. Oh. In Justice League, also. Okay. okay. Somebody else is, uh, let me think. But yeah, there's connections. There's connections. So I... Oh, yeah, the guy I was just talking about, Tom. Tom's the guy in the wheelchair in uh, Batman vs. Superman, where he comes into the the Capitol building when the wheelchair and he blows up the place and Superman's like, ah, oh, I couldn't mm. save them. Oh, so it's DC'd out. It's got that dark tone. That large range reconnaissance mode. That noir darkness, long range reconnaissance is the best yeah. new vernacular introduced so far from this show. I like when they're searching for the body and he's like, uh, what's he up to? And he's like, don't you worry about him now. He's a LARP. He's LARPy. <laughs> He's, He's a LARP action role-playing figure in the police department. Dude, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a tracker, too, just like Rustin Cole. 
Yeah, you drop him in the jungle, and he comes back two That's weeks right. later with scalps. Yeah, and my next note here is Dorf looks so old. I mentioned that before, but yeah, he looks that wig he's wearing. What's up with that wig? He's a good uh, yeah, actor, though. You know, True Detective's got a great history of great wigs. Uh, the uh, Steve Dorf wig is a little off-putting. It is, but I, I think that uh, Purple Haze is. Uh, wig when he's 75 is great he oh, makeup yeah. when he's 75 is brilliant yeah what who was that hutton what's her name the costume designer um, his I name her name i don't know i read it and it, i want to know them. i want to know you i want to know your first and last name but they're great they do an awesome job with the show that's that that tradition's definitely carried on um great quotes i know you wrote down a quote i had the first one i heard here is foxes are predatory vermin son mm, definitely <laughs> I think and, we had something uh, about that. And what was your quote? I saw yeah, it. He said, you know how many times rats almost ended civilization? Yeah, these animals, they're always talking about animals. Man. What, you never bought no Saigon trim? <laughs> that was a good one, too, yeah. And then personally, when he said... We meet our detectives, they're in a junkyard shooting... What are they shooting at? Rats. First? Rats first, but then the, the fox shows up. Yeah. This is a really good tight close-up shot of the fox. I thought that was that was pretty sharp. Yeah, that was spooky. And I was like, oh, here we go with Mahershala. So it is great. I know we touched on it last season about it being released in the summer. It is great to watch True Detective in the dead of winter. I oh, think. God, it's yeah, it's perfect. In the summertime, it didn't work. No. Season two was in the summer, right? Bezzaridis yeah. in the hot summer sun. <sighs> I don't know about that. Though. That's a though. though. True. 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 Yeah, the kids go missing. And then, like, I, the, the one thing that I wasn't too sure about, maybe you can help me, is when the detectives first go into Tom, the auto mechanic, the father of the children's house, mm -hmm. and they're doing a search, and they find the Playboys. Yeah. Then Purple Haze goes in the closet, and he sees that tiny little fucking peephole. Yeah. Porky that gave style. Me, that gave me true goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what to make of that at first, and then I listened, and I was like, oh, uh, I have yeah, to but they never, here. they never mentioned it to Tom, though. The detectives never said anything, right? No, they, they kept that yeah, close they kept to the that chest. Close to the chest. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that, that was creepy, and then we introduced, I guess, to the uncle who was staying in there, which begs the you know, question, is he doing that because he's spying on little girls? Is he part of this pedophile ring? Dan O'Brien. He's the uh, uncle. Dan O'Brien, you got his name and number? Dan O'Brien is the prime right suspect now. pedo in Will's room peeping. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I mentioned that the Indian junk man was too obvious of a suspect, and Dan O'Brien is the prime suspect. But, you know, later on, it's like even he's too obvious. They're all obvious. One of the things I thought was really sharp was the time period where Purple Haze is 75 and he's losing his mind mm -hmm. is the true criminal. TV show that's oh yeah up, yeah which is Got so meta. meta so meta there's so many meta things in this episode too, I know. If you think about it's meta out the ass it's like the whole thing is a metaphor for itself the meta detective meta <laughs> no but even us talking about it talking about talking about it it's getting meta the show's getting meta but then also too the other meta that I want to mention is the fact that he also inserts the school teacher who's also teaching English. And he's able to get these quotes out that she reads and Purple Haze falls in love with her. And eventually she writes the book that True Criminal's talking about. I mean, all within one episode, we learned that. Yeah, it's the Harvest Moon. 
I wonder where Pizzolatto goes to write this. He's like, put me in the middle of a cornfield, give me a bottle of whiskey, a pack of cigarettes. I'll see you in two days. Yeah. He's like, open up the bomb shell up, honey. I'm going to write. Yeah, he must just go to a dark place. <laughs> oh, yeah. He goes to dark places. But I thought that was so cool that he's uh, able to do that meta as a writer. Yeah, it's great. Did they mention Shreveport? Was that a call out to True Blood? We'll get to that later here on the True, True. True Bombcast if you want to know what I think. But I do want to talk about the fact that one of the things that's different in structure is that we really get to know Purple Haze, but we don't know nothing personable about Roland West. Roland? What's he up to? Where's he been? Where's he at in the other timelines, too? We don't know. He's getting, <laughs> you know, it's so weird, too, that middle timeline, that 95, when Purple Haze has that sweet 90s early cut going, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He it looks, looks real sharp. He does look real, real good. Real sharp. He looks real good. So um, I'm thinking, like, man, that's so much like uh, Rust with the two... The, uh, detectives in season one and then there's so many similarities that were yet to come which excited me some people were like oh, i don't like it. let's just get out of the way what's i like not, it what's not to like yet it's a little slow you don't really get too involved with any of the characters but it opens up it just opens up this world it's not going to answer any questions in the first step but um what is love what is one name love? for it is knowledge. knowledge that's another quote i think that he gets the school teacher to say yeah, so she was I, don't talking know, about I don't even know if that's her saying that or if it's like Pizzy being like, yo, from now on, let's call him Pizzy. Pizzy? Yo, it's from that poem, What is the Name of the World by Morrow? Dude, you are better than having an assistant. You get all the facts. <laughs> for the last two bombcasts, we've been talking about Quasi, which is short for Quasimodo, and he is my fictional assistant that sits over here. But you may have just gotten the job. You're back. Oh, Quasi, you're getting bumped. Bumped. So, yeah, um, what is the name of the world? You know, that poem was very deep. I immediately looked it up. I didn't read the article, but it has some sort of Stephen King connotation. But what she did say, the teacher, was that time. Remember she said that? Time. Another one. Another Temporal one. theme. Time is three. a flat circle. <laughs> time. Time is a flat circle. So here we are. Seems like we're wrapping up uh, episode one. And like I said, I thought it was slow and boring. I don't really care about anyone yet. And it could all be like one large mis like mistaken memory from this guy. No, no narrator is trustworthy yet. Mm -hmm. And I'm really getting interested, interested in Whalia. The wife? Yeah, what's up with her? Like, what's up with her? How does you, like, she's a school teacher who falls in love with Hayes. You know? Writes the book, How'd She Die? All these answers will come. Um, and, and also, too, why? Like, who? He doesn't want, his daughter doesn't want to speak to him. I don't know what's going on here on the season of True Detective. But <laughs> I'm, I'm, in, I'm totally, in, it was down. Like, after I finished episode one, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see where it's going. You know? I had to sit and digest. I couldn't jump right in. I couldn't. I think I waited like maybe like two hours or so. I slept. But the fact on that they it. snuck in two episodes, they didn't have to do that. We could have digested. There's only eight episodes, so they gave us two, and now we're on three. Well, speaking of the first, still, uh, you know, it ended with the big introduction of life and death of the Harvest Moon in the book. Uh, immediately thought of Downtown Harvest, obviously, yeah. just because this shows ability to pierce into our lives. How so meta? And uh, you know the boy praying. He's in the pose, similar to season one. And uh, you know the Wicker Brides. Oh yeah, is that? Are we going to make those this year? I, I I'm going to have to get to work immediately. You know, <laughs> there's no other way around it. I, I'm glad you gave them a name because I have them written down as. 
Scary dolls made out of straw. <laughs> Wicker brides, yeah. I Wicker mean, brides. faces of just jumbled straw every direction. Did we find one at the end of episode one? Yeah, there were... What's the scene where that happens? There was one and then there was two. When he's tracking. She had one or there was two in the woods. Definitely two in the woods. Yeah, it was creepy, man. His acting was brilliant, though, when he found the dead body and just got shook up. Oh, yeah, that was called cool. it in. So when he goes into that cave and then we see the kid, my my first response was, well, where's the, his sister? And then I was like, oh, here we go with the further mysteries of Pizzy. Opened it up, Piz. <laughs> really opened it up. Really just shotgun blasted the yeah. intro of season three. And the fact that he found him. There was no dogs, right? They couldn't get dogs. That was the whole thing. The dogs. And they did get dogs, remember? And uh, Roland West was like, keep that goddamn dog away from me. <laughs> Roland West, again, I gotta, in my mind, you know, I'll wait for someone to confirm it later, but I think Roland West is alluding to season two, how the show rolled West and just was the blonde, you know. He does, he does seem like he's a detective from that season. Yeah character he's a hollywood guy you know he's back and then it ends of course with the reveal that julie's prints were found in a convenience store robbery. oh my god that was so good it was so great and he's like is it partial he's like no <laughs> it's full it's full and i got goosebumps i was like oh no she's alive 10 years later he's got that sweet 90s thing going on with his hair what's going to happen next and you look know? they they really don't get into the 90s that much they don't even show us the outside of the 1990s. It's all in that office. It's the old man. It's the 1980s, and the and the 90s are just kind of, yeah, dropped in. True to uh, the true criminal, I guess that's present day. So the first episode, open, bam, here we go, and then uh, I don't know. Did you see any of the after? Behind the truth. No, no, I don't watch that. That's not that stuff all the time. I got to see it for the first time. That's where I saw Nikki Piz. Pizzy. Pizzy. I saw. Yeah, you got to hear this guy talk. He's like, when I wrote <laughs> this, I really wanted to. And he's just this, you know, I wouldn't want to. Be I wanted to uh, express myself. But he, he talks about a lot yeah. of things. We just talked Ooh. about the notes and themes and this and that. And it was cool. And then the little previews for the next, you know, whatever week yeah. episodes. Uh, they really get you interested in what's going to happen. There's yeah. so much. You're like, what? How? Why are they doing this now? Do we? Why are they revealing it? True. Don't watch that stuff. Have it be revealed in real time. But, but, that was nice. But, but, I picked but, that up. But, but my HBO now free trial. <laughs> but yeah, the mystery deepens. Podcast. I guess we're on episode two. So let's talk about episode two. First off, amazing. What's the title of it? You know? Did you write the episode title down? The title of the second one was Kiss Yesterday. Kiss Tomorrow Goodbye. Okay, that sounds about right with the pizzy. Piz. But yeah, that's when they first start calling them Purple Haze. Purple Haze emerges. And I was just like, ah, oh, this is great. <laughs> I'm so, pretty. He says I'm pretty easy going, but go away already. I like Batman and the Silver Surfer. Yeah, he really starts to become a more relatable character. I see the right off the bat. It's got a great tone. It's consistent with the first one. It just feels good right off the bat. Like mm -hmm, we're back with these characters, and then we start talking to the Trash Man, as we mentioned earlier. Trash Man says because of his PTSD from Vietnam, he goes, 
I miss when don't get killed was the only thing to do on my to-do list. Yeah, he's got it. He shook up. Where's your wife and kids? I don't know. I don't know where they are. Do you like kids in general? What's the right answer to that question? Yeah. Right back in the box. The box Purple is, is the, the box, box man. I, I think Roland West was just chilling in the background. I think, though, uh, compared to season one, uh, Rust and Cole still takes the best box man. I know. I'm, I'm trying. Remember Marty was like, <laughs> your mother. Marty was like, um, well, let me ask you a question. Which one of you is your, the box man? Oh, shoot. I was pretty good, but Marty. <laughs> Rust. Whatever. Rust. But yeah, back in the box with Roland West and that wig and his cigarette. Yo, let's talk about cigarettes on this show too, by the way. Okay, light them How, up. It, they light them cigarettes. You can hear it so loud in the mix. They're like camel wide. Yeah. Everybody's smoking this fat stove. Yeah, and every single drag is like it's their last drag. And it boats. Before you they find out the they have cancer or something. The... It's terrible. Each extinguished cigarette on the ad. You know how many cigarettes they have to take? Smoke, take after take. It's just True Detective brought to you by Philip Morris. Yeah, I also said Old Man Hayes back in the True Criminal Universe. He's got great makeup, man. I said that earlier on the show, but yo, props to that makeup department on the True Detective. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Really looks convincing. Alexander Hayes. Hayes. Yeah, I was thinking that whole time too. Get it on. Downtown Harvest Moon. Yeah, everything I just, it just resonates within me, my memory. My history, not to mention the fact that, you know, I never talk about my personal life on the Bobcast, but, uh, you know, in my personal life, I'm, I'm dealing with a situation that involves memory, uh, yeah. memory loss uh, in, in, a, in a, you know, a loved one, someone very close to me. And, and it relates, it resonates. I know you as well. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to bring it up like that, but. Now, mental again, health is a real thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, difficult. But if you stick with it because you love them, that's the thing you gotta do, you know? Definitely. Definitely support. But it does draw me in further to this show. It oh, does make down. me yeah, wanna, it resonates. It does make me start to care about haze, purple haze. It's like Pizzy came in your house and opened up your heart and said, Give me some of that. Pizzy, dude. He's got sometimes it feels like I'm mainlining the secret history of the universe. <laughs> yeah, he really does what's going on. He hits that pop culture dial. You know, I, I kind of feel sorry for how amazing... I feel sorry for Pizzy because of how amazing he wrote season one. Just every line talks about every single thing ever. And it's just this... It's not even a story about the murders. It's just a story about the atoms of light. You know, everything. Yeah, the ethos. The void and the form. He's really good at that. Nice. And so how do you scale that down? Where do you go from there? There is no up. There is no down. Is this true? Here on the true, true, podcast. Uh, during the true criminal scene early on, I think in that episode, something mm. struck me. Go on. That's a quote that I'm going to tell you right now. Mm. So the interview lady is talking to Hayes, and then she says this here on the true, true. podcast. True. It's been theorized that straw dolls are a sign of pedophile groups like the Crooked Spiral. If you do recall my fellow friend, Mickey, the Crooked Spiral was from season one. 
tattooed on the back of Dora Lang. Now, that was the connection I made off the bat that made me chills all over my body. I'm like, oh my God, could it be? Because you remember doing True Bobcast season two, I kept saying it's got to have connection to season one and it would all be good. And it never did. Mm -hmm. He died, I guess, with no cell phone service behind a tree. Colin Farrell's character. Where did the other guy die in the desert? I, I, don't, I think the one guy died by uh, like he got assassinated by a whole bunch of people because he was coming out of a tunnel. But there wasn't much about that show to relate to. And you mm -hmm. say that you relate to Purple Haze. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, in season two we did have these strange connections. What with the rental property, uh, uh, your brother looked at a rental property that they used. True, true. true season two. So there was cool things like that then, but this is just really personal. This one's great. Um, you're talking about... What's that? The Crooked Spiral. Oh, the Crooked Spiral, yeah. And then, you know, I had to Google it, and there was other people out there in the interwebs of the world philosophizing about the same thing. Yeah, I heard that, and I just kind of... It took the breath out of me. Like, it hit me yeah. in the chest. Because it never did like, catch... <clears throat> The Reverend Tuttle's circle gang of yellow kings. Oh, they're, they're, they're out there. And remember they did say, you know, it's the sprawl. God, connect it all. What if, like, what, what if we do find out that season two and season one are all interconnected? That would be... And then it ends with a movie with all of them. <laughs> True criminal. True criminals. Yeah, we are the true criminals right now trying to get to the bottom of this case. I think I want to crack the case. Yeah, crack it right now. No, no, not right now. You know, if crack it on the true. <laughs> if this is Wheel of Fortune, I can't solve the puzzle. Okay. But I want us to. I want us to be the official podcast that cracks the case before the case is cracked. That That's my challenge. Right. That's my challenge to everybody out there listening too. Tune in each week for another episode of... True Bobcast. So again, I'm questioning the wifey's role, you know, and then uh, I got to ask you, the, the one little throwaway character, was it the guy from The Departed? The, the cousin. Of course you're my cousin. What's he playing in the show? I don't know. Oh, just the guy on the... Outside the community center or something? Maybe. There was so much going on. I know. Episode two. There's so much going on. We're still looking for the Porcel kids. We don't know if they're mixed up with a pedophile ring. We don't know what's going on they're, in the they're... true detective universe. But we do know that we can trust Purple Haze, who's also got his eyes set on that young school teacher. Dude, can we trust Purple Haze, though? We said the same thing in season one of True Bobcast, where we <laughs> yeah. both thought, that, um, we thought yeah. that both Rust and Mickey hot. <laughs> Marty Hart um, Mickey Hart yeah, yeah I guess it's getting better than I thought you know what I mean they introduced so many more elements in season 2 they kind of close that openness off they reveal that you know Julie's still alive at the end and then what they're, they're yeah, they also revealed that uh, the doll was give out, given out during uh, trick or treating Halloween a few weeks ago I think too and they had a map of the neighborhood or that she had it it was no. never confirmed that she got it. What do you call him again? The Wicker Bride. Wicker Brides. <laughs> so much better one I had written down. That's great. Wicker Brides. Yeah, I, I do like the detail of it. So, um, yeah, my... my, my uh, I'm going to say that Dan O'Brien is the actual father of Julie. You think so? 
I think that's why he was peeping on her. But wait, that doesn't make sense. No, I think it. Well, I mean, like also too, you could you could. When he went down there and looked at that hole, the the wood from the hole was on the floor. It touched his fingertip and it was like fresh. Oh yeah. So it wasn't just like he because he also said he was there in August. So what if it was for the kid, the brother, to communicate with the sister? Mm-mm. That you know we were going somewhere like a tiny hole in the wall, and you have a flashlight, and you go blink, blink, blink. Light goes through the hole. Well, you know? I mean, they they said that Dan because O'Brien that was fresh. They said that Dan O'Brien was staying in that room, and those Playboys were his. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really uh, it's thick. The the mother too of the kids of the Purcell kids. She's a wreck. She's a wreck. Train wreck. She's and then, so uh, pissed off, just the, mad at the world, dude. Yeah, what's her problem? That's how Pizzy writes him. Piz. Piz got some issues. <laughs> yeah, let's just get Piz on the true Bob. Oh, Piz. man. You mentioned Pizzy just busted in through the back door here. He's like, no, what are you guys talking about? What are you guys talking about? Uh, yeah, he's always just, <laughs> he's true. It's going to be great to walk around Los Angeles and be like, I create a true detective. Uh, everyone's looking at me as if I have the answers. I'm just the author. What else you got for episode two? What other things popped out for you? Uh, I kind of felt like the blonde bearded guy, uh, his boss is foreman at the bus mm-hmm. part manufacturing plant. Seemed a little sketch. He did seem, but is that traditional, you know? The blonde hair. Been. No one else has blonde hair but this big burly man and... Roland West. Yeah. Roland West. See if someone starts acting hinky. Yeah, hinky. <laughs> Roland. What's Roland do, man? I can't wait to find out. Maybe next week it's all about Roland West. There's got to be the app that just focus on West. But, you know, later later into it, um, what, what, what even happens? Roland. Watch that mic now. Sounds I'm, like space cadets popping off when you hit the pop screen. My notes here say, like, I'm starting to care more about Roland because he's not there. You know, mm-hmm. the scarcity. Like, take it away and I want it more. Like, that's what I'm getting with Roland. I, I want it, want more, it now. I want it all. Who's this Theodore Ted LaGrange, a.k.a. Robert Hebert? Jeez, you got all the names, man. You actually did some detective work on this. You actually put up APBs on people. Dude, my eagle eyes are open. All points bulletin. He was the pedo kid out. that they roughed up in the shed. Yeah, that was that was uh, true. <laughs> he put some gloves into it. Some gloves. Yeah, he's like, I got these little plastic gloves just in the back seat for bashing up pedophiles. But yeah, I also, uh, I mean, during that scene, Jesus, what is he says? So this is when we see that. Purple Haze just isn't all, you know, ice cream and sun, sun days, you know? I mean, he, he gets fucking nasty mm. with this guy. And he says, and uh, I quote, talk shit and I have the monsters and niggas fuck you to death. You will bleed black cock. It haunted me. I was like, oh man, Pissy just dropped the mic again. If you, re- <laughs> if you recall, I texted you last week. Remember what uh, Colin Farrell's character said? Yeah, about ripping off someone something or other and having someone else yeah, something dude, or other. Yeah, dude. He's I dark. Think, I've never heard language like that, you know? And when I hear language like that, it doesn't you know, do anything for me except shock me. That but was the first. first gets it. Might have been the second. They touched on the racial tones this episode. They didn't in the first, but yeah, they, they kind of brought him out mm-hmm. this time. They did. In the first? No, no, just in the second. The first one, you didn't really feel that, but 
Yeah, because he went at um, Theodore Ted Lagrange, which I immediately heard Ledoux. Ledoux. Reggie mother and Ledoux did this. You mean Reggie motherfucking Ledoux did this? <laughs> Yo, you're not. Let getting... me out of here, man. Let me. <laughs> you're not getting the Oscar this year. Oh man. So they whooped him on, you know, they just beat him down and yeah, they got the racist. He was dressed in all white. He was the white, he was the hate, he was the pedo, he was this. Yeah. And I love how they just coldly went to the what he played guitar at like a nursery. Yeah, what was up with that? That's sketch, dude. It was sketchy. That's sketch. You know, but a parallel is like that's what it's like for a grown straight heterosexual single lonely man at a booby bar for that guy Hobart going to a nursery and playing the guitar it's a little disturbing to see well that's why he got roughed up serves him right it does serve him right here on the true podcast the mystery deepens. We uh, learn more about Purple Haze. We learn that he's he can be nasty. Dude in the trunk. You know, I don't, we don't even know what happened to the dude in the trunk. I know. They went to the funeral. Did you, like, leave him in the trunk? Did they... Caught him Threw out? him in a ditch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, no answers this time, but it's just more, more like... There's so many mysteries too. Building. He's like, I don't wear a regular tie. I wear a clip-on tie because I'm scared somebody's gonna come up behind me and strangle me. That's a that's great like writing. It's just this weird idea. Yeah, man. It probably took him an evening. He was sitting outside with a bourbon, staring at the sky, and then he went back in, opened up his computer, and he wrote those words. I would love to drink a bottle of bourbon with Nick Pizzy. Pizzy! <laughs> Yo, Pizzy is going to be our new little... He's he's coming to the front this time. He's he is. This is it. Well, I mean, season two, I think that... I mean, two episodes into season two, I don't remember feeling excited. I'm excited about the case because I can connect with Purple Haze as well. It's an interesting character. Purple. You know, he's a pop culture enthusiast. Yeah, he's a bit of a mystery. And then... Uh, you know, he's like, maybe I'll get drunk three times a month. <laughs> I like that. And then that's when he's talking to... Uh, yeah, it's creeping it on the school teacher. I don't know. Wow, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a great name. And uh, yeah, I actually had deja vu when I was watching that bar scene. From when the Rust and Marty are sitting there? No, like I thought I was sitting on my couch watching True Detective Season 3. Oh, so meta. <laughs> Getting it meta. <laughs> and I was trying to think, I'm like, is this, is this just reminding you of something? I'm like, Is no. this just something from a dream? <laughs> Is this just something of a fantasy here on the But it was great. It was a great addition. You know, Pizzy didn't write that in. It's just had some deja vu. And uh, I like what they were talking about. I especially like how Wayne Hayes coyly says to her, you're a Democrat. Don't tell me. Yeah, he really drops that. That's great. And then he gets the call that the, I guess, is that the governor that's dropping the word? He didn't want that information getting out there? Yeah, why did he drop that? Because he's probably part of the Tuttles. (laughs) And the pedophile ring has been a sprawl across the nation. The crooked spiral sprawl. That'd be great, man, if he just wrapped it. I don't want to see it all tied together like that because it just seems like they had the internet before the internet existed. Imagine that world the internet before the internet existed we, we lived in it we did it was great I uh, long for those days um, th- f- dialing back speaking of deja vu and whatever I did forget to say something that I thought at the end of uh, the first episode what's that 
In 2015, true, I remember true, true, true. pirating every episode, you know? Are you admitting it here on the True Bomb guys? <laughs> Edit it out. I have to tell you something. The Edit FBI has now heard this, and they are approaching in 2019. But now, now it's more 15. worth it to stream everything. I don't know. It's just more Ten. easy stuff. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I kind of had this whole weird Four. idea about the... Two. <laughs> what? In the last five years, uh, there's just been such an influx in data and data storage and all the information out there becoming more available, becoming everywhere, and it's come to known as the mm. data deluge or the digital deluge. The digital, the digital deluge. But now it's just, it's so much easier to just stream. And... It is. And the market is going to go towards that no matter what. Like only the bad kids used to pirate. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Moms and dads didn't. True. No, you would go to the, like you know a uh, flea market or like downtown or something like that. Bootleg, bootlegging. There was a guy at the Plymouth Mini Mall and used to sell the concert bootlegs. But it's just all out there. Everything's everywhere now. Yeah, there's no challenge. Off. But Pizzy remembers, so that's why he writes them so well. So back to the bar. I love that conversation they were having. And uh, can you feel the sparks between them? Yeah, but they're can weird. you feel that love? I, dude, I have so many questions. So many answers here <laughs> on the true. True. Ooh, meta. 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 Yeah, everything meta is data. itself in this. I feel like his family in the future without the daughter is Will and Julie in the past being, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. It's just, I there's so many parallels and it's like bouncing back and forth and it's getting abstract. But uh, mm -hmm. I, I like it. So it, it's at this point in the bar when I'm really starting to care for these characters. Okay. I'm like, I like Wanya, I like Wayo, yeah, I like I like Wayne, you know. I wanna know what happened to them. You're getting them yeah, you're getting invested now. Mm -hmm. You're sucking it in. Suck it in. <laughs> and the best was uh that empty school bus. Oh yeah. After they told the town that this was the path the kids walked on mm -hmm. Halloween and uh, you know, this is where the abductors might yeah. live. So everyone's scared, it's their neighbor now. And there's a map. And the, the detectives didn't want him to leak that info. They wanted to go backdoor it, do it quick, shake things up, get the answers, close the case. Close it up. But for whatever reason, this, who was he, the commander? The commander. The commander went on to leak the info to the press, and then it turns out later he went on to become the attorney general of the state. So he leaked it, he becomes attorney general. He does. That's not cool in the true detective universe. No, because you know what that leads to? Corruption. Corruption. Deception. Deceit. Lindifications. Molestations. <laughs> Abductions. What have you? Somebody's asking me right now, are you are you true bobcasting? They're oh, texting me right now. Truly bobcasting. Are you truly, truly, truly bobcasting? True. Yeah, I really do enjoy everything that's going on with the show. The second episode, I took less notes because I was more involved. I thought it was a lot more engaging, and it was great to see the characters open up and get involved. And I really became a big fan in the second episode. Second episode really pulled things together for me, too. I absolutely loved they talked about someone's grandmother having dementia too again uh, another memory related issue mm -hmm. and uh, I like the whole memory being confused I like the whole time temporal theme mm -hmm. uh, and I like how they interweave with each other um, the empty school bus though I failed to 
failed to react to that. I just love how it pulls up in the middle of the street, opens the doors, no one gets in, no one gets out, doors close, and it drives away. Yeah. It's such a so meta, desolate really, image. I really like how every scene he pulls together towards the theme. Mm-hmm. The struggle of man and, you know, the struggle of existence. Like, he's so torn between himself. And he really hits it when he has time. I guess he must have, like, what? True Detective Season 2 was 2015. He's been writing this. Here we go. Getting oh, pissed up. Pizzy. So, look, this is where I, this is where my meta case gets broken wide open at this point near the end of the second episode i think to myself 1980 is a metaphor for season one Uh 1990 is a metaphor for season two and 2015 is season three Mm. and i think the whole show true criminal involved is all about nick pizzy's journey through the entertainment world and his history with the successful 1980 case that wrote the book mm-hmm. and the breakdown in the 1990s second um, season that ru- like ruined everything. Mm-hmm. And then the 2015 is now his melting pot mix-up, mash-up, chance for redemption. I, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, on the true podcast, <laughs> the true meeting. According to co-host Mickey Karpovich. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we drop a lot of unpopular uh, uh, opinions here. You just can't find them anywhere else. We got exclusive thought. We got Free exclusive thought. rights to Pizzy's mind. <laughs> Pizzy, we're coming for you. Pizzy, he likes the uh, truck stomps, the booze, the cigs, the sex. He likes it all. He's a dark guy. You know? And all these clues, you know, are they all clues? All these notes I'm taking, all these names I'm writing down, all the colors we're saying. I guess it makes it sound smart. Yeah, but... Right? Like, oh, I know my stuff. Where I came to was that only one clue was given away this whole time, and it was the location that the kids walk on Halloween. Yeah, that is true. And that ruined everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, they do have... You have to think timeline wise. The sister's still alive, and her fingerprints were found in a bank. So she she was in the middle of a holdup, right? She held the place up. Wasn't it a convenience store? No, something like that. Yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Yeah, but they picked up that print, not a partial print. So yeah, the first episode it ended with the introduction of her still being around, and then the second episode mm-hmm. ended with Wayne telling his wife that she's still around. So it's like. Essentially the same cliffhanger mm-hmm. ending. Is this trend gonna continue? You'll find out next week on the podcast. <laughs> it's great. The whole thing is a lot, it's memento-ish, Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan style. It very much is, yeah. Nobody remember. I love it. I love the disorientation. It's just it's such a great way to escape uh, you know, the real life. He is a good actor. I've never seen Moonlight. I hear it's fantastic, but Mahershala, he really sells this one. Moonlight was Moonlight. What side note? Moonlight to me wasn't a movie Mm -hmm. in a traditional sense of like beginning, Mm -hmm. middle, end, uh, blah blah blah. It was a unique way of uh, telling a story. What's the the last movie you saw in theaters? Last movie I saw was Vice. Oh, how was that? I wanted to see it more before, and then I saw it, and I didn't. I didn't get it as a movie. The performances are great. The, you know, dark humor was great, but as a movie, it just didn't mm. do it for me. So out of five, how many trues do you give it? I'd give it a three. True, true, true. Vice. True, true, true. If you want to see Vice. Yeah, I'll wait for that one. You know, 
Yeah, it was. Uh... I'm happy True Detective's back. Oh yeah. I'm also watching the show called You on Netflix. You seen it? I tried, but it just it it was too psycho for me. You mean like too much like real life? Not uh, not like real life. Just I didn't want to be. I you don't want, want to be ramped up in the mind yeah. of a psychopath. You'd rather be with Pizzy <laughs> and the pedophile Ray. Pizzy. <laughs> Pizzy and the Pizzy. Pizzy, Pizzy, Pizzy. It's like a children's band. Pizzy and the pedophile yeah, Pizzy's Ray. a great name. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this uh, season coming, you know. True Detective season three. You know, there's a uh, pizza joint up in my parents' home uh, town, uh, town over called mm-hmm. Sweet Piz Pizza. Oh, man, did we just give them a shout out here on the podcast? Yeah, go to Sweet Piz Pizza in Frackville, Pennsylvania. Jesus, get yourself a slice. Uh, closing thoughts here tonight on the True Podcast. True. I'm less optimistic than I was in the beginning of season two because I was so hype, mm-hmm. but I'm enjoying the experience so far, and I think it's going to get wild. Uh, I think it's going to get a lot more involved, and I think the tone is going to be... A little more sunlightish and less dark moonlight. Ooh, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Bob. This is Mickey over here, the co-host of True, True Podcast. You can expect this podcast every Tuesday. You're going to watch True Detective on Sunday. Monday, you're going to think about it. We're going to record a podcast, and it's going to be airing every Tuesday. Tuesday. All right, man. Thanks very much for being a part of this. True. 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 Bob. 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 Bob.